Hi, I'm Cameron, and I don't just read comics, I love them. On today's episode of Cameron Reads Comics, my friend Jesse Watson and I are going to be going over Brian Michael Bendis and David Finch's game-changing Avengers Disassembled to celebrate the release of Marvel's Avengers the video game. I think it's pretty clear to see the influence of this story on the game. So this week, we're going to be talking about Avengers Disassembled, but next week, we're actually going to be doing a game review. And then after recording this, the week after that, we decided we need to do House of M. So there's the slate of podcasts for the next three weeks. This game was released earlier this month on September 4th, but at the time of this recording, it hadn't been released yet. Jesse had played the beta version, so while we will be going into Avengers Disassembled spoilers, we won't be going into any Avengers video game spoilers outside of the trailers and the beta information. Remember, go follow Cameron Reads Comics on Instagram to stay up to date with the news and any updates on my channel, and there are full spoilers ahead. So, you have been warned. Okay, so here is your summary for Avengers Disassembled. This story opens unlike the other Avengers stories before it. In Avengers Mansion, Hawkeye and Scott Lang are discussing what supervillains they want but can't have. The Wasp and She-Hulk are calling them out for their misogyny when a red alert strikes. Jack of Hearts, a deceased Avenger, walks up to the mansion. Scott Lang, the current Ant-Man at the time, greets him, asking why he's there. How is he still alive? Jack just apologizes and explodes. The entire mansion soon follows. The Avengers rise from the ashes of the mansion to realize that Scott Lang had died in the explosion. Meanwhile, Tony Stark in his Iron Man armor is giving an address to the UN and mid-speech starts sweating and swearing and trash-talking the Latverian delegate. For those that don't know, Latveria is the country ruled by Dr. Doom. Hank Pym and T'Challa, who are both in attendance, try to get him to stop. But Tony almost opens fire on the delegate. Tony eventually gets a hold of himself and walks out of the room. Tony feels like he's drunk, but he gave up drinking a long time ago. Amidst the wreckage of Avengers Mansion, the team regroups as S.H.I.E.L.D. agents are repairing the damages. Captain America arrives on the scene, and as they discuss protocol, they notice a Quinjet coming in for a landing. The jet is being piloted by the robot android, The Vision. It's coming in fast. It's not slowing down. It looms in closer. It's not stopping. The jet crashes into the already destroyed mansion, exploding once more. The Vision appears from the ashes, and warns the Avengers that he is no longer in control of his own body, and that they're in danger. Popping out of his body are metal cylinders that morph into Ultron androids. Amidst the madness, none of the Avengers know why this is happening or what's going on. Captain America demands that they fall back, but where are they supposed to fall back to? After they destroy the androids, Jennifer Walters, the savage She-Hulk, rages out and demands the shell of the vision gives them answers. She can't control herself. She's totally hulking out. And with her gamma-radiated strength, she rips the vision in half. But that's not all. As things are escalating, she starts to fight all of the Avengers. As Janet Van Dyne, the Wasp, flies by in miniature form to calm She-Hulk down, 
She swats her away like a fly. As she's lashing out, she smashes Captain America with a car. And that was just the first issue of this series. Meanwhile, Tony heads back to the mansion after his poor performance at the UN meeting. He has been asked to resign based on his actions, but puts that discussion on hold due to the emergency signal that has been sent out at Avengers Mansion. Captain America survived the Hulk's match by hiding under his shield. Iron Man flies in to see her causing distraction. As he flies, he delivers a punch that knocks out Jennifer and resolves that problem for the time being. Falcon finds Jan's wasp-sized body and hands it over to Hank Pym to take to the hospital. Jan is in critical condition. As all of the madness calms down, Captain America and the other Avengers get treated at Beth Israel Hospital. Hawkeye, Falcon, Captain America, and Iron Man all regroup in order to talk about the events that took place. Trying to piece together everything that happened, their powwow is interrupted by Hank Pym, who is still so angry at Tony because of what he did at the UN meeting. He demands that Tony tells the other Avengers. Pym accuses Tony of being drunk as he went up on the stage. Tony has struggled with his alcoholism throughout his runs in the comics, but he hasn't had a drink in a long time. Tony says that he did feel the sensation of drunkenness, but he wasn't drinking. He hasn't had a drink in a long time. As he looks for understanding and trust from his fellow Avengers, he is not met with that. No one believes that he has been sober. Stark is less than pleased considering how he has been the one footing the bill for the Avengers, and this is what he's met with? He flies off angrily. As they head back to the Ground Zero that was Avengers Mansion, they are greeted with every hero that has ever been a member of the Avengers standing outside of the gates. Cap asks them why they're all there, and T'Challa says that the call went out, and so they all answered it. Nick Fury is not as enthusiastic to see everyone else. The mansion is a live crime scene for Pete's sake. He asks them all to disperse. As Cab is updating everyone on the current status of the team, a call goes live that the United Nations is formally cutting ties with the Avengers. As everyone ships in their two cents on the situation with the UN, a ginormous spaceship fills the sky. Hawkeye retorts that he's going to need some more arrows. The ship opens fire on the Avengers, and surprisingly, the ship is revealed to be a Kree spaceship. When Captain America interrogates a Kree soldier, the warrior declares that they intend to remove the Avengers from the Kree history books. This day was a day that the Kree's supreme intelligence foretold for years. Hawkeye bursts on the scene with a grip of arrows and a vengeance for some Kree. He takes out as many soldiers as he can, but they overwhelm him. He takes a shot to the back and with his last breath rides a Kree soldier's jetpack into the engine of the ship, effectively sacrificing himself and exploding the ship. He saved everyone. As the threat has ceased, Doctor Strange appears in his astral form at the mansion. He tells the team that magic has been used against them. There is a flashback to better days at Avengers Mansion. Hawkeye, Scarlet Witch, and Janet Van Dyne are all lounging by the pool. Jan is talking to Wanda and brings up that she almost had a pregnancy scare between her and Clint Barton, Hawkeye. They were hooking up, but as she talks about 
pregnancy, she slips and reminds Wanda that Wanda had almost tried to have two children. Wanda asked Janet what she meant, but she can't recall at all. Wanda doesn't remember. Wanda tried to remember these children that she could have had, but can't remember. So eventually, she goes to one of the greatest witches in the Marvel Universe, Agatha Harkness, and she demands to know where her children are. Back in current day, Doctor Strange tells the team that magic has been corrupted against them. As everyone reflects on who could have had the power to bend magic towards an attack like this, there's really only one answer. Wanda Maximoff, the daughter of Magneto, sister to Quicksilver, the Scarlet Witch. Wanda had conjured twins of hers into existence and created two beings that had never existed. Agatha Harkness, Wanda's mentor, had discovered who the children were and erased them from history, hopefully resolving the problem. Doctor Strange wishes he would have known about these powers. Wanda is unstable because she was born with her powers. She never earned them in the same way that he has. Strange brings up a point about Wanda that the team had never considered. She is someone who has control over reality. Therefore, reality controls her. Imagination becomes her enemy and structure disappears. Anything that she doesn't like, she can change. And unfortunately, every time she changes something, more of her disappears. Everyone on the team, including Doctor Strange, wishes that he were wrong, but he's not. When Cap tries to approach Wanda, she has constructed a home for herself with her young twins. As he offers to help her, she constructs the Red Skull and an army of Nazis that opens fire on him. The Avengers witness all of this happen and then they strike, but Wanda strikes back with all of their historical greatest villains and memories working against them. Rogue fights Captain Marvel. Red Skull fights Captain America. This goes on. Doctor Strange declares that Wanda needs to cease this madness. She tries to use Dormammu against him, but he states that the magics are not hers to abuse. He overpowers her and she falls. Magneto bursts onto the scene and demands his daughter be turned over to him. They do, and Magneto looks upon his child with a broken heart and recalls that he has failed her. The issue ends with the original pages of Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, and Hawkeye's initiation ceremony into the Avengers, written by Stan Lee and penciled by Jack Kirby. Then comes the Avengers finale issue. In this issue, the Avengers recall on some of their greatest memories as being part of the team. Tony says that it is the proper end to the team because he can't afford to rebuild based on all of the destruction. Quicksilver comes to apologize on behalf of his sister and let everyone know that she loved them. Members effectively resign from the team because of the circumstances, but they all take time to reflect on the greatest adventures with the team. Memories include their first team-up, finding Captain America in an iceberg, the Kree-Scroll War, Wanda and Vision's wedding, the Korvac saga, etc., they all share a toast to their fallen comrades as well as their victories as a team. Eventually, they come outside the ashes of the mansion to be greeted by a sea of grateful civilians 
celebrating, mourning, and remembering their heroes. Jesse. Hey, guys. Welcome back. It's me again. You're back. I'm back. And we're glad to see you. I like it. We are glad. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay, so with the release of the Avengers video game on most platforms. September 24th. Is it? Nope. (laughs) September 4th. I just put an extra 20 days because I... I think this is literally coming out on the 24th, though, so... Oh, that's great. Well, the game's coming out on the 4th, so hey, there we go. We are recording before this, and if you are hearing, you're hearing a friend of our recording location. We're in the uh, we're in the Kate and Surf shop, and there may or may not be some people working in the other room at, that, a, at a loud uh, decibel. You know, and they're excited. So good stuff. Okay, so Jesse, first of all, while we are doing this uh, recording in accordance with the. Video game release, we're not even going to talk about my first question. Yeah, not even about Avengers Disassembled yeah, or the boy. Avengers video game. I am here to share comic book content with you guys. And Jesse introduced me to one of the greatest hip hop, like solo artist teams ever in Zarface. So, Jesse, let us just talk about Zarface. Well, I told you about Zarface like three years ago because I was like, Cam, you got to listen to this group. And I think you didn't understand. I should have, I should have been more uh forthcoming like hey dude it's seven allen esoteric and inspector deck from the wu-tang clan and they rap about comic book shit that's and, what i should have told you and you did you did because you literally the first song you sent me was just like the lyrics i forget what it's called now but the lyrics were it's cold like leonard snart which is captain cold of the flash series and like stuff like that so it's it's so good and so literally all day i spent my my day washing my car to just our face on shuffle and then like Driving here with Zarface on Shuffle, and it's so good. That makes me happy because I feel like they're underappreciated as a. It's, they're like a, it's like a super group almost, but not really because you know I don't know. No, it's I just t- two of them because Esoteric's just the, uh, he's just the DJ. Oh, uh, so yeah. So it's just Seven L and Inspector Deck, and it's dope. And like tracks are so good, and even like post songs. Like if you guys need just a song to introduce you, I really recommend Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler is fantastic. It's a the track is good, the song is good. Mm-hmm. I'm like before we even start anything, I just need to start with that because I need them to listen to Zarface. Yeah, if you like hip hop, check it out. What's the other uh, Rock Beast? Is it Rock Beast? I think yes, it, yeah. it is Rock Beast. Rock Beast is money. Too. I was trying to remember what yeah. song I liked. I remember I heard that the other day, and yeah. I was like, this is so good. Rock Beast is money. I texted Jesse like you know last week, and I was like, oh my gosh, Zarface is so good, and he's like, bro, I told you that three years ago, <laughs> and I'm like, but they're really good. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, I know, man. They're really good. And they just, in their tracks, they use, like, Max Fleischer, Superman, like, audio beats from the series and stuff. They're just like, oh, my gosh, Clark Kent can't use his voice and Superman can't use his voice. What a weird coincidence. You know, it's, like, in the voice of Lois. And it's like, that's so cool. Yeah. It's so, Zarface is, like, this this whole, like, uh, 
I guess, like alter ego that they have for the group. It's a, he's a, he's a superhero. And on one of the albums, you know, every, every superhero needs a villain. And obviously it's MF doom playing the villain and it's the best thing ever. So if you like MF doom or doom engine or any of doom's alter egos, check it out. It is, it's fire. Or if you like Wu Tang too, because Wu Tang, well, obviously, I'm like not necessarily obviously, but I because I don't know, not everyone can name all the members of Wu. So I'm like Inspector Deck and and Jizza and Method Man. Like Method Man is in the Nightcrawler song too, so it's like yes, they all come in. It's so good. Correct. So, anyways, now and the, well, if you haven't got a chance to check out the merch site yet, like their merch is banging. Oh, I need some because it's all like he's got different artists that draw their like you know. Zarface character, it's banging. And then, yeah, their album covers too are amazing. Yep. So all that comic goop, oh, oh, comic gook goodness. Comic, <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Comic book. Yeah. Comic. Oh, glory. Okay. Well. <laughs> yeah. On that note. <laughs> um. All Hit right. Me with some more questions, baby. All right. Let's so get into Avengers disassemble. So wait, Jesse, how many Avengers comics have you read before this? Uh, not a ton. Mm-hmm. But more, you know, like I said, I was like a big Jim Lee X Men guy in the '90s, and I think that's why I, I like this uh, art style that uh, David Finch draws with, because it's that classic, like, like superhero art style. I've probably read a couple, a couple series. You know, I, I was going back through my old books, and I have like some random, like, some random Avengers comics, man, like. There's like the West Coast Avengers, you know what I mean? And yeah. Then like the East Coast, and then there's like the Canadian Avengers, and I have some of those books, and frankly, they're not good. <laughs> yeah, like, they're pretty bad, dude. Those series were canceled for a reason. Yeah. So, you're so fine. I've read a lot of those old ones, but I haven't. You know, there's just so many versions of the Avengers. You know, it's I, I you know, it's been a long time. Um. I, yeah. No. So this was actually my first Avengers uh, story I've ever read, and so I, I thought it was. Ironically, the, my first Avengers story is technically like this series got canceled at issue five hundred three, which is the end of this arc. Okay, I gotcha. And so then you know the, the, this this the book I gave Jesse it collects Avengers five hundred through five hundred three, and then the finale issue, or it might be five hundred two. I don't know, but the finale issue, and then it starts. It gets canceled, but. This story is known as the initiation of Brian Michael Bendis's Avengers run, which starts with this, and then the next, you know, whatever, two, six months later, they start New Avengers, which I think is where the MCU, the direction of the MCU is going to. Yeah, I can see that. We can talk about that for sure. We will, we will. And so, I was like, this was my introductory story, ironically being the Avengers titles getting canceled, and uh, they're breaking up and all this destruction, so... A lot of them die. A lot of them die. Yeah. <laughs> so then going from there, what did you think? About the book? Yeah. Uh, it was, like I said, I really dig this like art style. For me, like it got started so fast. There was so many like, like bam, bam, bam. There was so many things that happened so fast. It was almost too much until you figure out like kind of the plot and why those things are happening so fast. So at first it was a little bit much. I'm like, what? the mm-hmm. fuck why it's like every other page like some crazy st- stuff is happening and it was a little like i don't know it was like a system shock i was like what is going on yeah but then when you realize you know what's actually happening it makes more sense yeah just like some of the stuff i wrote down like okay 
I, that was my next question for you anyways, is like the book opens up on quite the note. Things l- literally just start happening. And yeah. I'm like, not even, not even I figuratively. I, 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 like, I don't know if they're eating like lunch or breakfast, but like they're eating breakfast and Hawkeye's making jokes and all of a sudden like shit blows up. Yeah, later. Oh, hey, here's this zombified freaking dead Avenger that's now here and he just comes up and he explodes. I am not familiar with that character. No, I don't know. And the character is Jack of Heart? Jack of Hearts. Hearts? Known as, like, I think his secret identity, like, alias is Jack Hart. And I don't know him, or maybe I do know him, but in his, the version in this book, he is definitely, like, half dead zombie guy. And, you know, uh, Scott Lang? Yeah. He runs out there and he's like, oh, Jack, man. What's wrong with you? It's like, hey, Scott, uh, maybe you should take a couple steps back. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And then R.I.P. Scott Lang. Yeah, because Jack of Heart blows up. Yeah, and he li- Scott Lang goes with him. He straight explodes. And it's like, what? It's he- like, that just happened. Yeah, that just happened. And then it very, very quickly turns into like, uh, does is it the Ultrons that come? Or yeah, is it yeah, Vis- No, all- Vision. Vision drives like the... Uh, he pulls up in the what's the jet called? Quinjet. The Quinjet, and I think Cap looks at him and he's like, "Oh shit!" Like Vision's gonna drive that straight into us, and uh, he does. And then he gets out, and then he uh, melts, and he starts turning into a bunch of Ultrons. Yeah, Ultrons, little Ultron. It's like Pokemon Ultrons start popping out of him. Well, do you know why though? Uh, no. Okay, so in Vision, he's full of Ultrons because he is an Ultron. Kind of, yeah. Right. Like so, in the comics, um, differently than the movie, I don't know like how much you knew about Vision. I'm actually a huge Vision fan now that I think about it. But you gave me that run of Vision uh, books, where it was great. Yes, by, by Tom King. Great. We're gonna do an episode on that. Yes, you should. Cause it's <laughs> fantastic. It is so good. Um, but Vision does. Uh, he was created by Ultron. Right. I got it. But Ultron was created. Well, I guess they did that in the movie. But the difference in the movie is that Hank Pym. Ant-Man is the person who created Ultron, in not Tony Stark. Books. In the book. In the books. Yeah, like, right, Hank Pym did it. But in the movies, Stark did it. Yeah, exactly. Right. So he is moderately an Ultron, but obviously, like, his artificial intelligence, his AI, like, went against the Ultron, like, I guess, protocol. Yeah. Doesn't explain why he was full of Pokeballs that turned into Ultrons. Well, they were saying, they, they kind of talked about it in the book. They were know. like, well, he's from, like, Ultron created him, so maybe that's a backup thing, then blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But then you find out that it wasn't even because of that. So, do you find that out? Well, it was all Scarlet Witch. So it was all that. See, so gets it gets started. Stuff starts popping off. Ultron's Vision, Jackheart blowing up. Everybody's like people are dying. <laughs> she Hulk loses her mind and rips Vision into seventy different pieces, yeah. which is quite honestly one of my favorite like parts of the entire book. Great, but. Then you come to find out things are just popping, 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 popping. Then you come to find out that it's all Scarlet Witch, and you're kind of like, oh. So it's Scarlet Witch. Now, obviously, it's not – she's not like – it's not – it's not like she's making him hallucinate these things. Yeah, yeah, no. She's actually actually making the things, like, come to reality, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was it was crazy, and um, I want to go into that justification. I have more questions about that. Yeah, totally. But like, literally, the the opening of the book is crazy because 
Tony's an alcoholic again. The Kree invade Earth. Avengers Mansion explodes. Hawkeye and Vision and Scott Lang all die. Oh, so the reason he was drunk was he hadn't drank anything. She made him drunk. And she was like right next to him. I think she was like radiating. Oh, I didn't even get that till right now. I'm such a moron. Well, that's that's a, like a... Like an 80s comic book reference. It went, you know? I mean, I get that. He was like, I haven't drank in however many years. And I was like, what the hell is he drunk from? I didn't realize she was standing next to him and she was manipulating his mind to make him feel like he was drunk. Duh. Yeah. Well, that's, I don't know. That's not on you. Like, uh, yeah. Sure well, that's is. very subtle because I only noticed that when I was like re, you know, I was rereading the story. So I was yeah. like, oh, she's right there. Yeah. It's something that I guess you could miss the first time. But on a run through again, you'd be like, oh, yeah, sure. She's totally messing with him. Did you have a favorite character? Uh, yeah, Hawkeye. Real, I thought Hawkeye was you know you know Hawkeye's suit in the comics is incredibly impractical, and so <laughs> they have gone with like a the, it's a more modern suit on Hawkeye, you know, where he kind of just has the purple arrow on his chest and he's in all black wearing sunglasses, whatever. Yeah, but I love 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 the Hawkeye suit. The this kind of original version here. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. The purple, the purple Hawkeye. Um, yeah, it's always been kind of goofy to me, and I, he's he's quite frankly not ever been one of my favorite characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just I don't know the, his tone and like his he, you know his woodiness and then like his uh, sacrifice, mm-hmm. you know, in the middle of the book, it was it was just it was good. It was oh really my good. gosh, yeah. we're gonna get Jesse to read the Matt Fraction Hawkeye run because it is so good. You're gonna love it. Yeah, yeah, D- you know. Oh my gosh, like that's inspired because who he is in here is kind of like. You kind of see, because frankly, the first time we see the opening scene of the entire text is like, oh man, I want to bang, uh, like Madam Hydra. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he was, and then he, he immediately goes from wanting to bang Madam Hydra to like wanting to bang She-Hulk, I think. Well, yeah. Cause he's like, oh, she has green hair and a green costume. <clears throat> and She-Hulk's <laughs> like, what? <laughs> That's really funny, man. And he, you know, that he just keeps up that kind of wit through the entire thing. And he, he, he makes the tone of what's going on throughout the book, just a little bit lighter. Yeah. You know, cause well, Cap's so serious mm-hmm. and she Hulk loses her mind and everyone's unraveling cause everyone's dying and it's happening very quickly. And Tony's drunk and he flies off and he's, you know, nobody trusts him. And, uh, so I just like the, the, the kind of tone he set and then, uh, he blows himself up. <laughs> well, you know, the best, but really, he takes down the Kree starship with him or whatever. Yeah. Man. Well, that's the coolest part about him showing up too, is that like, yeah, I mean, I think my favorite moment with Hawkeye, because he was one of my favorite characters, too. He, um, when he just straight up says when the spaceship comes, he's like, I'm going to need more arrows. He does. He, yes, he says he's going to need more arrows. And then I, I also liked how, like, he gets, uh, he gets hit with, like, an explosive or something. Somebody, like, hits him with one of his own arrows or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. But he keeps saying, like, he knows he's going to die. And he's like, oh, man, not like this. And then the next pound's like, not like this. And then he says... Like this, and then launches himself at the at the Kree warship, you know, yeah. and blows up. And it's it's just you know, it was cool. The best part, like, I thought just like him saying, "I'm gonna need more arrows," is like funny dialogue. But th- my favorite part about the whole thing was he actually showed up with a grip of more arrows. He did, and then he's like, "Alrighty," and then that's when he goes on a freaking full rampage mode, yes. and he starts sniping people. He does. He is. Oh, I was like, that just good. reminded me of the line in Jaws. When they We're, said they're going to need a bigger boat, right? It's that's like, Yeah. You know, you kind of like look at the situation. You're like, man, we're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> that's that's what, what it is. You know I didn't I mean? even catch that. Yeah. You're right. I was like, I know that kind of dialogue is very like like poignant or like punctual. You yeah. know what I mean? But that was – yes. But – and also, so 
every Avenger is in this book mm-hmm. because they come to help the situation because the Avengers are in trouble. So every like anyone who's ever been Avenger comes to help. And Spider-Man's in it for a split second. He doesn't have very much dialogue, but his or his is awesome too. I was going to – because you were telling me as you were reading this because I read this after Jesse read it. But you were telling me after you read it, like, oh, my gosh, when Spider-Man's like, yeah, like, Wanda's crazy, but she also married a robot. Yeah, like, (laughs) we all knew she was crazy. Like, she married a robot, and they all – it was like a record-scratching moment. He's like, what? You all know it? She – like, she's not trying to hide it, you know? I don't remember what he says. He says – because I, like, just read this today. He's like – I know that if I married a robot, you guys would all talk trash about me. But I'm a <laughs> yeah, it's so good. He's like, knock it off. I can't say it, but if it was me, you know, come on. Oh, and the knock best, it off, guys. The best line about that afterwards is when Falcon says to him, he's like, what are you even doing here? <laughs> and then he's like, I was fighting the aliens a couple of minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, we, you were cool a couple of minutes ago, man. What the hell? <laughs> that was so Yeah, it's just, it's just classic like Peter Parker. I really like that. And I, Yeah, no, I think – Bendis spent a lot of time with Peter Parker, so I just mean like in his writing, and so that was like, it was almost like his like throw in Spider Man moment, right? Exactly. Like I did Spider Man for so long, I'm just going to toss this in there for the fans. Yeah, and if everybody else is there, Marvel's number one character needs to be there too. And he was an Avenger at one point. If you, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. Well, yeah, he teams I mean, up with the Avengers, I'm sure. Because. Are they, did the X Men show? They, there's Wolverine's in one. Like, isn't? Yeah, Wolverine's in there too. Because they've he a lot of the X Men have been crossed over into the yeah. Avenger, you know, as well. I don't remember. There were well, so many characters in here, like in in some of the panels. If not, like literally, let's just think about some major major Marvel events that were cited, like Korvac Saga or Kree Scroll War or Infinity Gauntlet. You know what I mean? Like all these things that are all these major Marvel events, like Spider Man and the other team, like Fantastic Four were in there. You know? Oh yeah, I mean? he's right there. Oh yeah, look. Um, what? That's Red Skull. Well, that's because Wando is projecting Red Skull. Oh, and like Spider-Man's Skull. fighting Spider-Man. Never mind. <laughs> Classic Spider-Man fighting Spider-Man scenario. There's no, there's five of them, dude. It's like the meme of the him pointing at himself. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's like five Spider-Mans fighting. Yeah, whatever. Um, my favorite character was Captain America, and when I was reading the. I liked the ending when they kind of showed the panels of them initiating uh, Pietro and Wanda into the Avengers, like from the Stanley era. Right, it's cool. I loved that. It was cool that he was able to bring a modern, uh, bring in a lot of are those original panels. The, yeah. Oh yeah. Like, so he he brought in a lot of original stuff into a modern book, and uh, it was pretty seamless the way he did it. It, it looked it was it was a nice way to break it up. But why was Cap your favorite character? Because <clears throat> Cap cares. He does. Like, and I think every time that he spoke, it it wasn't too much. And I think every time it had gravity and like levity and it had meaning. Like, it wasn't just like, okay, I'll be. I think Spider Man's like every character's actions in the story were appropriate. And when Cap spoke, he's like, when the Shield agents are talking to Jarvis and they're like, okay, old man, like just tell us where it hurts or whatever. And Cap's like, yo. You talk to him like you talk to me. He is a fellow Avenger because Jarvis is, you know? Yeah, totally. And so um, when he did stuff like that or, like, when he, like, realized that it was Wanda and he starts crying, I'm like, I, I just, I guess I empathize with that as a human, so. Sure, and it really, he he almost, there was a lot, and I agree with you, he was great in it, but there was a lot of times where he didn't even have to say anything, just the way that they drew his emotions. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just 
his look like when when Hawkeye sacrificed himself, it was just Cap's look like, oh, like almost like what did I do or what have we done? And, you know, it's like, yeah, you could see that and just just his his, uh, uh, you know, his emotions on his face. I guess. Yeah. And that's and that's why it's like you could actively see his heart breaking. And as a reader, especially like, you know. When this is you're reading this issue to issue like monthly, it's like whoa, my heart is simultaneously breaking. Yeah, like, absolutely, totally. And so, um, yeah. And Cap, I've realized now, like I used to be you know, as I'm primarily a DC guy, but when I started reading Marvels, obviously, like I read Spider Man and then I read Daredevil, and like now, like they used to be my favorite characters. Boom. I love Captain America. <laughs> I love Thor. Like right now I'm just in a huge Thor phase. <laughs> uh, did they explain where Thor was in this book at some point? I No. They didn't, right? They were like where he's the not hell here. Is Thor at? That's what they they said. And I think they were then they like sh- pivoted to talking about Loki. They're like, "Oh, you guys have fought Loki before. Maybe this is Loki and not Wanda." And I'm like, "I don't know." Yeah, so Wanda basically goes crazy because she realized that she had kids. She had had kids. She had had kids, and they had basically wiped her mind to make her think that she had never – to not remember that she ever had kids. Mm-hmm. But the thing was she never – this is a whole, like, mind freak, right? She never actually had the kids. She no. created them on her own. Yes, and so for our listeners too, like and, – and Jesse, have you ever read House of M? No. So House of M and this story were coming out like simultaneously. Like this was on issue three or or two and then House of M like had just started. Right. And And House of M is Wanda's like kind of like spiral into like craziness, right? Like losing her shit. Well, this is, you know, obviously this is where it starts. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so she starts losing her mind and, you know – I think that I guess I'll we'll go it'll go into the next question. House of M is where I think maybe House of M just happens directly after this because it's the ramifications of her being with Xavier and what's going on in her mind. But I guess my next question to you then would be how did you even how did you like Wanda as uh the antagonist of this book? It was good. I mean it fit once you figured out that it was her it fit what was going on before because to me the front part of the book was kind of a mess it was like what the hell is happening you know so when you find out that it's her it makes sense so it kind of like tied that back together you know and like she's always been kind of at least like in a lot of her introductory stories right she's magneto's daughter yeah like she's not always been you know if you're familiar with the mcu she's not always been the good guy yeah yeah right so there's always that you know, that idea that she could, you know, she could flip. And speaking of the MCU, that's probably where they're going with her character, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's a question I have actually for the end towards like video game discussion, everything. Sure. But um, were you more familiar with her as an Avenger or an X character? Uh, from reading the, uh, the books yeah. uh, as an X character. Okay. From watching the cinematic universe as an Avenger. I'm the opposite. Yeah, no, I see her way like 10 times more as an Avenger and as like a powerful part of that team. Yeah. And actually, uh, going back to what you were saying about um, all the crazy original panels, I one of my favorite moments was that big splash page of all that Scarlet Witch stuff. 
So oh yeah, that was that was hands down the best. It was it, all chopped up from yeah her inception to now, and it yeah. was all piecing. It was a collage that was beautifully done. Yeah, no. So if you get, if you're reading uh, currently, or you have read, this should take like an hour to read. But the all it's of the, not long. all of those issues of like because they have the John Byrne run, they have Neil Adams stuff, they have all this really beautiful Scarlet Witch art, and I'm like, ooh, that's so cool because I think she's like one of, if not the most powerful characters, and this story kind of like proves that. And that's what I wanted to touch on quickly, too, for people that are only familiar with her in the uh, cinematic universe. They do not do her justice. And I'm assuming that they're they're going to build to that. Mm-hmm. But this chick could have taken out Thanos on her own. Oh, 100, 110%. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, he she got lucky. Is, yeah, he got lucky. Like, she, they haven't really shown how powerful she is because she is really really powerful yeah and and i think that goes to show like dr strange's point about her like when he shows up and he starts talking like oh okay. he's so cool too and, and he's, he's in like so his cool. like freaking like spirit oh what is it like uh oh my gosh the world astral form astral yeah when he's yeah, in his astral, astral form mm-hmm. like talking to them like oh that's so cool but he says uh her be with her being a reality warper she is actually a slave to reality. Like imagination is not a thing anymore because of her, because she can make it real. Right. And that's actually mild spoilers for House of M. That's what she does. Right. She, she says no more mutants. And then here's a world without mutants. And like everyone, everyone's life changes until there's actually one mutant that can sense how reality was before this. And so I'm like, Scarlet, you are. She's so cool. I just, she's a she, very cool character. She is a cool character, and and I, I think that the MCU, you know, not to to talk too much about the MCU, but I think that they they that's why in I don't uh, was it Infinity War? Uh, when does she blow the building up? Uh, Civil War. Civil War. I think that they did that in Civil War to take her down a couple notches. Mm-hmm. So she had to make that mistake to kind of say. Like, oh, my God, what have I done? So she doesn't abuse the power through the next couple of movies. Yeah. Because they're going to they, they they're gonna have to use that at some point. I think that that's probably what the, like, WandaVision series will set up. Oh, 110%. You know? I'm guaranteeing you right now. And when that gets closer, it – well, at the time of this recording, it obviously has not come out yet. But when it comes when it comes out, we will – I'll probably do back-to-back Vision and House of M releases. Mm-hmm. I'll probably have you on for House of M now because I want you to read that. Um, it, I think those are, those two are going to be the stories that inspire that heavily because if you look at the trailer for that series, there are two cradles in like, uh, implying that she, she will dream, like project the, the twins into, um, existence. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no. And in the vision, like. She's now – and it's okay to talk about the MCU because, number one, I think everyone who listens to this, I, I imagine, has seen those films. Sure, and, they're and, popular. Why not? They're literally the highest grossing movies right. of all time. <laughs> and so um, – and, and a lot of – she's a B-list character, frankly. Like, Yeah. Like how is it in uh, Civil, in Civil War when it shows the new Avengers at the end of that movie? Yeah. And you're like, who the hell are all these hacks? <laughs> It's like Falcon and Wanda and Vision. Like, right? Who else, yeah, yeah. Who else is there? It's Falcon, Wanda, Vision. Like, and maybe no, no, that's it. That's they it. like no. There's a couple more. It like scrolls back, and you're like, "This is the Avengers. What is this crap?" It could have been Hawkeye or something. There? I don't think so. That's at the end of Ultron. And 
Yeah, no, it's at the end of Ultron that that happens because it's it's an Avengers teasing the next Avengers, and then by Civil War, it's a scrub team. <laughs> you're over it. <laughs> it's a scrub team, right? Well, that's you're the like, point. Come on. <laughs> so, wow, Jesse's not abused by the by the half-ass like sidekick Avengers. No, I'm just telling you. I'm proving your point that she's a B-list Avenger. Oh yes, yes, yes. Well, Until she's not. Exactly. Okay. Good. And she's not. She's not. I'm not saying that she is. I'm saying that they're using her as a B-list Avenger, and she is not a B-list Avenger. No, I totally agree. Um, yeah, so going from Scarlet Witch, uh, I guess – you know, and I don't want to – maybe you can agree to this or talk about it, but I, don't, I, I, I call her the antagonist be, because I don't believe she's actually the villain of this story. I think it's like accidental, and that's what I like about this story is that it's like she is right now – and in House of M being a slave to her powers. To herself, for sure. And in so, her own mind. Yeah. When yeah. you when you can reality warp, you are definitely like the most powerful. And there I don't I didn't retain it enough because that's how my brain works. But I think Doctor Strange says something about that too, right? Like he's like oh, yeah. No, you can't do that. Right? Because they keep they're trying to prove like that it's they're her. like, Oh, it she she her new powers from chaos magic and, and he's, he's like, like chaos and magic doesn't exist. Yeah. Like it's not a thing, man. Like I I know what magic is, and that can't happen because it can't. But I think he was wrong. Yeah, no, and and it, it, the way this was handled was actually like really great, and I think it's almost like a bunch of Avengers best of moments. Within, like, honestly, one of my favorite Avengers stories being like my initiation to the characters, but also like the worst case scenario of anything that could have happened to them. Totally, and it's it, and it's one of my favorite splash pages too. Is the the page with. All the Avengers standing there. What What would be your official favorite moment of the story? Oh man, um, I re I really like when She Hulk lost her mind and ripped Vision into pieces. Mm -hmm. It was just you know she was all she was trying to keep herself together and she was trying to keep herself together, and people were dying and she lost her mind and she rips him in half and she hulks out and she's crying. And there's so much emotion, and Cap tries to stop her, and she smashes him, and with a car, <laughs> she smashes his ass with a car. And then who's the who's the British chick? What's her face? Captain Britain? Captain Britain, yeah, <laughs> whatever, dude. She's like smashing her with her sword, and nothing's happening, right? Mm -hmm. And it's it was just it was that whole, and it, it goes on for a couple pages, and that was super cool. You know, I mean, for like you know, yeah, that was my favorite like kind of yeah. segment in in the book. Um, but like for the cool, like just the cool, like, oh, that was cool. Was that splash page with all of them standing there like, Hey, you need help. And it's yeah. every Avenger ever. Super cool. It was cool. like code white. Yeah. Whatever. Is that what they said? That's what they said. It was code, code white. Code white. What? Okay. <laughs> They're like, that's the highest code. Okay. That. And when Magneto came to get his daughter and they're like, I don't remember if they're like, what do we do with her? But he like he he's just like give me my daughter and he's fucking floating there yeah. and he just looks so cool man and he takes her and he floats off. You know what I really like too about David Finch's art and like how this story because I think David Finch's art is very like and you said this earlier kind of too with the comparison to Jim Lee it's very like bread and butter comics. It is your it is like your qu quintessential like c c like superhero 
like art style. Yeah, and like, that's everything is overdone. Muscles, boobs, like everyone's huge and hot, you know? Yeah. It's cool. I like it. And it's like that's why I think that something like he made Hawkeye's OG costume work and I think that he made like Captain America work. But in that uh panel with him like collecting his daughter and kind of like looking at Cap and uh, he's like, we need to get her out of here. I, you see his heartbreak too, and I'm like, wow, that was like so impressive. Yeah, I just, I'm, I, I, I totally agree with you. It's like maybe not quite like there's a huge like splash page where it's like boom, like bringing yeah, my daughter. Man. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. But um, I think my favorite moment of that was the moments like after where he kind of you literally just see it's a blank page of or a blank panel of him looking to Cap, just like, what the fuck's going on, dude. Yeah, and and like she, you own, almost like she's my responsibility, right? Yeah, yeah. At, at the end of the day, he has ownership over her. He, of course. Let me. I'm gonna go to that page real quick just to see it. Can we talk about all this? The cool. Um, oh, the Avengers finale issue. Yeah, the finale issue. That's like, like the greatest hits of the Avengers. Yeah, I. You know. Okay, so within the collected edition of Avengers Disassemble, there's an Avengers finale issue because technically, like we said earlier, the Avengers title had been canceled after this. Um, I found that in this story. Like, <laughs> and what it is, is the Avengers sitting around a table drinking whiskey, talking about their favorite moments. And I'm like, I think, I think it's, it's a good issue. And I actually really did like the ending when they go out and they see the big audience waiting for them. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, Brian Michael Bendis, I think this is your narration on your favorite Avengers moments or like the most influential moments, which are good. Cause it's like, Hank, Hank Pym is like, oh yeah, or several characters are like, I wasn't here for this, but this is my favorite moment. I'm like, okay, yeah, totally. <laughs> like, like I heard this to the grapevine. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was pretty stupid. But I thought, you know, it it was if you're an art fan, it's like literally like twenty splash pages of a beautiful, amazing art, and even like guys, there's Gary Frank art on this page, like for the Korvac saga page. I was like, what? Gary Frank doesn't work at Marvel ever, and. Or besides the Peter David Hulk run. We'll talk about that later. But <laughs> <laughs> Don't you guys love when Cameron starts just name dropping and going off on shit that nobody knows? Because <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea what he's talking <laughs> One about. One day, Jesse was like, how do you remember all of this? And I'm like, this is all I know. I can't retain <laughs> anything. Like, um, but, like, I, it was a bunch of those splash pages, which are cool. But, like, I don't know. It was it was okay for me. But I, I love all those artists. Is it? And actually, you know, I guess it brings up to me the ramifications of this story. Like, this this bleeds. I wrote down all the story arcs I could think off the top of my head, which are Young Avengers. There, there's a spinoff series that Jim Chung, or Jim Chung, his artwork is featured in this. Um, boom, there's one. House of M, there's, there's a ramification. The Vision series by Tom King that I shared with you. Mm -hmm. When, oh, I don't want to spoil that. We'll yeah, don't spoil it. I don't... One, Wanda plays a plays an important role within that story, and then off that, like, th there's an entire new branch of the Avengers called the New Avengers because the Avengers after the story have been disassembled, and so um, I just thought that that final issue was a good beat. It was a good footnote to hear. I don't even know if I said my favorite moment. What's your favorite moment? Probably that big splash page with Wanda and all the Wanda incarnations because that is so special to see. It, it that I almost didn't include that in like my favorite pages because it's almost like an obvious one. Like it's the way that it's put together is so well done that it's like, well, yeah. Duh. Honestly, mine, my second one though too is at the the very last page of the Avengers finale issue 
where they're like, okay, well, we should probably go outside. And it's all the, you now know. Now that we drank all the whiskey. Yes. <laughs> the citizens of New York coming back and holding up candles for the Avengers because it's like they have the support of their community. And while obviously it's kind of a button ending and it's fictitious, it's like it's just cool to see that they have that support. And um, I just thought it was a very good beat that they are being honored because Tony and I think everyone is justified in their – well, you know, in the last issue, they're kind of like, did we even make a difference? You know what I mean, like, is 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 the world better than when we left it? And so it's funny because it's not one of those stories where they're saving the world; they're saving themselves. I don't even, I don't even really think that there was an impact on you know anything other than you know like Avengers HQ. Like it wasn't like they're like, oh, we got to go save you know this building from collapsing. It was her attacking them straight up directly at Avengers headquarters. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that we saw something similar to this and that will be replicated in like the WandaVision TV show because I'm like, I want to get into the questions about the video game for you. But, um, with the WandaVision TV series, I think that we are seeing the, um, ramifications of her losing the vision because I don't know if he's coming back. I don't, I don't quite think he's going to come back for us in the MCU. Yeah. I would like to think that somebody will stay dead. Yeah, yeah. Not right. that they've brought a lot of people back, but like, you know, we're talking about comic books here. I'm like literally a Every, welcome to comics. Yeah. It's like everyone comes back. So everyone in this story is now still alive that died. I, I would like to think that he is going to stay dead, but if I'm being completely honest with you, man, the whole Siri th- uh sorry. I'm not, like, Siri? Siri. <laughs> uh, what's her name, dude? Uh, come on, man. Uh, T'Challa's sister. Oh, Shuri. 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 S-H-U-R-I. She downloaded his stuff, man. Oh, she did. You're right. She did. Did she say that? uh, Oh, no, but she did. I mean, she was doing it. I'm like, let's be honest. Yeah. So, I don't want to give away any of the vision, vision, but like, you know, he comes back as the white dude. Like the all white vision. As the ghost vision, yeah. That's in the movies. That's like literally. Yeah, but he's just like pay over. What? In the movies, well, you notice when... Thanos rips out the the uh, Infinity Stone from his head. Yeah. His body turns completely white. Oh, uh, I thought he just it's turned kind of like, like pale. Illusion. Anyways, yeah, it would be cool if they did that. I, I think he's coming back. Mm-hmm. I do. But I mean, like Wanda's motivation now in the in you want to get into, you want to get into spoiler territory there. What's going to happen? They're going to have this whole House M thing. She's going to go crazy. She's going to be like, ah, Vision yeah. babies, blah 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 blah. And then Vision's going to show back up and save the effing day you're after probably like right. four movies. And you're going to be like, oh, they played us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Jesse that's was it. Very bitter when he said that. <laughs> like, they, they, oh, we're gonna go through four movies. I'm gonna love every second of it because we love those movies. And then at the end, it's gonna be like that's the outcome, and Vision's gonna come save everything. By the way, hold on. If we're talking about characters that are way, way like depicted like weaker than they should be, Vision in those movies was such a pussy, and he's so strong, dude. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I don't think people realize vision is, Oh my gosh. Like literally like my favorite Marvel characters have changed from like bread and butter. Like obviously I told you I love cap and Thor, mm-hmm. but I'm like, I love she Hulk. Can't wait for that series. I love okay. vision so much. I love captain Marvel so much, but like, there was times when vision was like getting his like stones handed to him. And you're just like, yo man, like do your vision thing. Yeah, like, like Hawkeye throws two arrows at him in civil war. And it's like, wow, I can't get through this weird, like cybernetic gate thing. And I'm like, Calm down. I mean, your vision, bro. Your vision, bro. Like, do your vision stuff. 
like go invisible and like melt people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Right. Um, right. Okay, right. so I guess let's just get into the questions about the game. Sure. Um, well, number one, Jesse, you are the most video game savvy person I know. So just explain to the audience your history with gaming. Uh, I love video games. I've been playing video games since I was born, basically. You know? Yeah. I'm like I don't know. Atari kid, like when I was really little. Uh, obviously, NES, Super Nintendo. I think I've owned. Oh, I'm sure there's some obscure, like Neo Geo things that I ever bought, but like Tobografx 16, man, all the Nintendo systems, uh, Dreamcast, the Sega Genesis, uh, PlayStations. Even though I'm not much of a PlayStation guy anymore, I don't like the format. Um, Xboxes, everything. But I, you know, uh, yeah, man, I like playing video games. And then just really quickly, like name if you know them off the top of your head or what you've been playing recently. What are your favorite games of all time? Oh, you guy. Really? Of all time? This is like a okay. bread and butter question. I, but there's so many good ones. Like, what? okay. R- uh. We can edit this out so you can just talk. Or wait. I really like the Zelda titles. Um, I really, really, really like Breath of the Wild. But I also really liked one that people, not everybody liked. I liked when the, the game Wind Waker. Wind Walker? Wind Waker. No, it's Wind Waker. It is Wind Waker. I've played that. Great. Cell shaded. I loved it. But Red Dead Redemption. Okay, yeah, that's what you told me. And not Red Dead Redemption 2, which is a fantastic game, but the original Red Dead Redemption is such a great game. Um, that's probably in my top three for sure. Uh, man, all those Zelda games you can kind of lump in together. Uh, but yeah, man, I like everything. A new game comes out. I love it. I've been playing that Ghost of Tsushima, 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 Tsushima. I don't know how to say it. Ghost of Sushi. Ghost of Tsushima. Tsushima ah, whatever, man. That game has been awesome. Um, you know, the Last of Us series, really good. You know, there's a lot of good storytellers. Great, great. Okay, so then think, I'm like, I, I didn't bring just any Joe Schmo to talk about the Avengers game on, guys. All right, Jesse has played the beta. He knows what's up. Um, so wait, then Jesse, do you have any favorite superhero games? No. I disagree. <laughs> I disagree. No, I'm just kidding. Dude. Yeah. I'm messing with you. Uh, yeah, man. It's it's uh, the Arkham games for sure. But also, I'm going I'm to help you because Jesse had a podcast a long time ago. I don't know if it's still out, but Worthless Game Review. Worthless Game Review, baby. You, you oh, said, what did I say? You said your favorite um, game was Marvel vs. Capcom, the OG or Marvel arcade games. Oh. Those count. Yeah, but those get. Yes. That is a comic book game. Mm. There is comic book characters in it, man. <laughs> like, there's so much in those games. Like, it's every Capcom, like, you know, title ever. Actually, shit. Hold on. That being said, dude, the four-player, like, arcade cabinet X-Men games where, like, it's got four joysticks. You ever play that joint? No. Probably not. You're too young. I'm too young. You go to the pizza place. They have the X-Men game. You could be, like... Wolverine, Storm, Rogue, and like Beast. That was pretty dope. Awesome. But also, the Arkham games are really good. Yeah, oh yeah. I actually am just coming off playing Batman Arkham Knight, which obviously is like a pinnacle for my gaming experience because being a DC guy, on top of that being, you know, a Batman guy able to glide through whatever jump. Injustice was pretty good. I've never played those. It's like, it's pretty tough if you don't have like friends to play like 
fighting games with while you're having a beer or something on the couch, you can't really play online because you're just going to get your ass kicked. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to get my ass kicked. <laughs> so, uh, is there? Well, actually, what was your thought on the Avengers beta? Uh, played the beta, downloaded it, hopped on there. They introduce you to all the characters. I don't want to spoil it for anybody because people can play no, it. No, no, you can spoil it. No, I'm not. By this point, the game will have already been out for a month. Oh, yay. Well, then. We're recording this I'm a month in advance, everyone. It. I mean, you, you start off. I don't know how the game's actually going to roll because they throw you in under the San Francisco like bridge mission and you get to play every character. And there's a lot of scripted, um, you know, like parts, you know, where you're playing the game, but you're only hitting one or two buttons to like kind of put you through the cinematic, which is fun. Um, but initial thoughts was it's got some promise. There was some level designs that were super, super weak. And there were some that were pretty fun. I think the game is going to be very, very fun. If you have somebody to play with, like if you have friends to play with, cause there's going to be co-op. If you've got fun, friends to play with, it'll be a fun time. If you're playing solo, it might be a slog, but again, it's beta. So you, you, they're going to change a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't know. I'm just I know that I'm gonna play it, and then next week, from our audience, uh, they will know what's going on because the next episode after this is the Avengers game review. So you and me are gonna play some co-op, baby. I'm I'm down. Yeah, let's do. Honestly, I'm gonna say right now, just for the listeners, next the week after that's gonna be House of M because I want you to read that. Okay. Um, and we'll talk about Scarlet Witch more, but um, I guess. My final question. I'm looking also. I'm looking forward to the Avengers game. I'm. I want more. That's what gets me to play video games. Yeah. Is just superhero games. Yeah. I'm not done there yet either. By the way, the voice acting. Eesh. Honestly, I'll, I'll go on to say the costumes are bad. Mm, costumes are kind of weak, but I know what they're doing because the game is. They're trying to make it like an MM. Oh, like a massively multiplayer. I don't, maybe not even that. They're trying to make it like a like a like a destiny where you can play with your buddies and you can equip a bunch of cool loot and make people look different. So there's a lot of different uh, costumes available. You can bet your ass they're gonna try to sell you some. Like, oh, cool! I want Thor's whichever armor, right? Like, name a Thor. Like, I have uh, the the. Infinity War black armor. Right. Like, they're going to sell you that for four bucks. And hey, I, a lot of people are against that. Like, oh, it's a money grab. If it looks cool, I'm going to pay four bucks. It's a cup of coffee, man. Who cares? Are you um, going to buy the deluxe edition or the standard? No, I'll buy standard. I don't need, I don't ever buy the deluxe edition. It's 20 edition. extra bucks. I, I'm in, like, in, unless they give you some something cool with it. Like, if there's a cool collectible with it, I, I don't ever buy the deluxe unless there's something, you know, in game they're giving you. Whatever, I don't know. But the voice acting is crap. <laughs> I, well, you can get over it, man. It's, yeah, exactly. It, it's fine. Oh, my gosh. We'll do the same thing. We'll do an, another episode review when we do uh, – when the Miles Morales game comes out. Yeah. We'll do we'll do a volume of that, of first volume on Miles, and then we'll do the game. As long as people want to hear me talk about video games. I mean, They will because I'll make them. So Yeah, boy. But the game was cool. Characters were okay. Some of the characters I thought were just, again, beta. Sorry, smacked the... the He's very the, passionate about the beta. I'm talking with my hands again. Um, like, Thor felt funny. Iron Man felt funny. Hulk was awesome because he's flying around smashing stuff. And surprisingly, Black Widow was very fun to play. That's what you, I when I asked him. He said his favorite character was Black Widow. I think Black Widow and Cap, Cap are probably the, the most fun to play. Just awesome. because of their fighting styles. 
And we want we want that. We yeah. want fun characters to play. Okay, then I guess my last question to you um is what would you rate Avengers Disassembled out of ten? I, I gotta start working on my rating system, man. It's okay. Everyone says seven, so <laughs> um I would say again, the front part of the book is it was so just disjointed for me, you know? Like I think they could have done it a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Without having to wait for that, like, Wanda, like, kind of twist, right? Because it doesn't even really come till like, really later on. Um, seven sounds – I wouldn't go lower than seven. You know, seven and a half, I wouldn't go eight. So, yeah, seven's a fair, a fair spot for it. Uh, again, I love this art style. So, I mean, I would, I would definitely recommend it to people who are familiar with comics and not as a starting spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is and even as someone, you know, this was my first Avengers story, and then rereading it, I think it is one of my. Because now, when I started this, I it was a couple. Jesse was asking me all these questions about it as he was reading it, and I'm like, I haven't read that for a couple of years, and so um, your uh, recognition of all these characters and everything, I was like, ooh, um, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't have any answers to these questions. And I so, don't know what the heck you're talking about. I'm man. like, wait, it was Scarlet Witch. No, just kidding. I knew that, but um, I think I'd rate this with the art style, and I think David Finch is also exceptional as an artist. And so his depiction of making something like the Hawkeye costume work, I'm like, ooh, I'll give you a little bit more. I think I'd give it like eight, eight point five. Wow. All right. Cool. Um, it's not a perfect ten for me because I do think that. The, well, and no, it's not a perfect ten. Um, this, I I've given tens, to not to this book. Yeah, no, I just had eight point five. But I, I heard you. I gave like Saga a ten. Well, I would give Saga a ten as well. Yeah, I don't know if I think I might have already said this on one of the podcasts. If you listen to the Saga stuff with Cam and you don't go read Saga, just stop listening. Oh my gosh, fun fact. Go read Saga. Fun fact for my listeners that uh, Jesse is actually the person that loaned me his copies of Saga. Yeah, baby. For, first indie comic series I've ever read. So, so good. If you have to thank the first, I guess, episodes two through four to Jesse. So, um, yeah, no, uh, Avengers Assembled, 8.5. Uh, we will be back next week with the Avengers game review. And then I guess the week after that with the House of M with me and Jesse. So look forward to that. And we will be seeing you guys later. Can't wait. All right. Bye.